this July 3rd episode of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bird Dogs Shorts. Dominate summer with an amazing pair of shorts and a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash pool. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Sunday, July the 2nd, and we are here with a 10-game card of MLB action for Monday, July the 3rd. And joining us from somewhere in New Jersey is D-Rock, Mr. Dylan Rockford. Hello, mate. How are you doing? Hey, how's it going, Malcolm? Good to be with you. Uh, love love the, the little quarter zip you got on today. Well, I just said to you before we started, I went, I went. was. it's been a hot day today, so just about an hour ago, I went and had a shower, sorted myself out, and then I put this on, kind of forgetting that we're going live, and it was only when the camera popped up that I realised it's kind of open halfway down my chest. I've got a sunny grey thing going on. It's um, <laughs> uh, I look a little bit like Hugh Hefner. So I apologise to everyone. Yeah, I keep trying to pull it back now. I feel like a lady who's exposing her chest because I do look mildly ridiculous. Um, so yeah, thanks for pointing that out to me. Um, so anyone who's in the chat who hasn't seen my chest before, tonight's the night. So I apologise for that, boys. Um, who's here? Kaysen's first in. Uh, Mark has joined us as well. And holy shit, Dryden's back. Dryden, I miss you so much. What a happy day. Um, I was just thinking about Dryden the other day because I can't remember why. Not in a weird way, Dryden. Uh, But Dryden was in here every night. Dryden was MVP last season. Um, But I'm guessing he's been away. um, I don't know. He shoots things with a big medical laser. That's what Dryden does for an actual job. So I reckon he's been lasering things properly. Um, But it's lovely to have Dryden here. So... Uh, that's fantastic. That's made my evening so far. Not the, the others haven't. Kirsten and Mark, etc. Don't worry about that. Um, and there's been what a funny old weekend of uh, baseball it's been. I've watched lo- loads of baseball. There's been loads of day baseball uh, today and yesterday. Um, there's all sorts of mad things going on um, tonight. Uh, Mark's already mentioned <laughs> how about those Dodgers. Uh, who gave up 15 hits to the Kansas City Royals. I don't think Kansas City Royals have had 15 hits cumulatively all season. Uh, and they've managed to take down the Dodgers and Tony Gonsolin. 9-1 uh, to one this evening. The Reds have gone past the Padres again. The Braves just keep beating everyone easily on the money line. The Blue Jays can't be trusted. We know this. The Yankees suck. That's all things that have happened this weekend. Um, how's your weekend of uh, baseball watching and gambling been, Dylan? Any good? Uh, it's okay. Mets, they finally got a win yesterday, so we'll see. I mean, uh, you got three nice home runs. Verlander pitched well, but if they don't win today, it's meaningless. It, they just suck, but hopefully they, they win. They turn some things around. But uh, overall, not, not the best weekend. I had a good day yesterday, but today... Um, about three and five. Uh, I had Houston. I know I had Texas. Houston came back and won. I'm on Arizona. The the Angels are beating them. I had Minnesota. I did, I thought they were going to sweep the Orioles. Yeah, that was horrible. And they came back in the eighth inning. I cashed on the Braves. They're just a wagon. So I cashed on them. And I took the Yankees on principle because minus 115 <laughs> for Cole. 
But man, they 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 really lost to the Cardinals, so done betting them. Um, yeah, there's been some weird and wonderful uh, things. Dryden is telling us that he's a cop now. Uh, he's been busy doing cop things, so uh, oh. we better leave the uh, cocaine and stripper chat out for this <laughs> evening. That was that was last week. Uh, and Stephen calls joined us as well. Stephen, new name to me. Um, good evening and welcome. Back. Great again for the underdog, Stephen said. The highlight of my gambling weekend, which has gone downhill pretty quickly, Dylan, as I explained to you just a little while ago, was that was just Friday or Saturday night. I took the, um, it was the San Diego Padres and Cincinnati game where just for the hell of it, I took Cincinnati and Cincinnati to win the game and the over 11 and a half um, at plus 360. And it was getting, I was dying to go to bed and it got like the eighth inning and it was it still one nothing. Like it was a, it was Graham Ashcraft actually, uh, pitched an absolute gem. And Seth Lugo, which I thought there'd be loads of runs. Um, so I went to bed, but I put my radio on just in case anything weird happened. And with two outs in the ninth, Matt McLean hit a homer and made it 2 2. Then in the 10th inning, San Diego scored two, but Cincinnati answered back with two. So it went to 4 4. Then San Diego got another one, 5-4, since he equalised 5-5. And who someone hit it? Oh, Spencer Steer, maybe, a two-run homer. And Cincinnati won 7-5. So I woke up to a winner. I was laughing. And then I saw you tweeting that you'd lost on the same game. <laughs> Is that why you're sitting shaking your oh, head, Dylan? It, it, it was awful. very funny. 2-1 or 2-2, like you mentioned, in the ninth <laughs> inning, and to lose it under 11 and a half is criminal. And then and then I wake up and you go, oops, I had, I was on the other side. I go, this fucking guy. <laughs> well, as you've seen, I've, uh, I've lost those winnings and plenty more. Uh, so uh, the baseball and gambling gods have had their revenge on me and no mistake over the last 48 hours. But um, it doesn't mean to, uh, tomorrow's the start of another week so we can get Stuck right into it again. Did you uh, did you have back Ricky Fowler? I think a lot of the uh, SGPN family have had Ricky Fowler this weekend. who just got over the line in the golf a couple of hours ago. Were you anywhere near that? No, I don't really bet on golf, to be honest. I, I don't really know. I don't follow it. I don't really, besides Tiger Woods behind me. But other than that, I really don't follow it. So, yeah, I saw Ricky Fowler won. Finally, it was like his first win in years, right? Or something. Yeah, yeah a, long, a long time, a good couple of years. But yeah, I played DFS out, golf. Sorry, go on, mate. No, I was just going to say, I did find out over the weekend a little soccer news. Uh, Captain America, oh. Christian Pulisic, went to AC Milan. Uh, well, yeah. Um, well, he's rubbish, isn't he? That's the problem. Um, and Man. he failed to cut it. He couldn't cut it in this league, unfortunately. He couldn't cut it in the Premier League. So he's had to, uh, he's had to take a couple of backward steps and he's found himself in Italy. Newcastle have just signed AC Milan's best player. Um, the Italian under-21 captain has come to Newcastle for 60 million quid. So I think Pulisic's gone the other way to kind of replace him. So yeah, it all so ties in this sort the, of thing. Uh, two years in a row, Newcastle being good? Oh, mate, yeah. Not for two years in a row. For the rest of my natural life, we're going to dominate wow. global football. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, not, not at risk of exaggerating it at all, but I think that's a fair... A fair summation of what's going on. Um, I saw my mate who coaches, who's on the coaching team at Newcastle yesterday. Um, I haven't seen him for ages. I asked him about those tickets and he's back in work tomorrow and he's going to try and find out for those tickets for the New Jersey game, Dylan. So I haven't forgot about you. I'm still All on right. the case. Appreciate okay, it. Okay, let's talk some baseball. Uh, I'll tell you first about bird dog shorts. Um, stretch cocky shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh, give you a truly sculpted look 
they're made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Um, gives you a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. And Bird Dogs uses the anti-stink sweat-wicking fabric. Keeps you cool and dry all day long. What you need to do is go to birddogs.com slash pool. Enter the promo code PWL for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti-style tumbler. And you won't want to take your bird dogs off, we promise you. Right, we've got 10 games tomorrow. Uh, we have six of them on the board, four of them off the board. The pitches have been pretty solid. I haven't seen too much shenanigans with the pitches. So, yeah, we can do a, we can do a fair to... A fair the middling job of handicapping these games. We'll start with a 205 Eastern first pitch between the Houston Astros and the Texas Rangers. This has been a good series. Texas looked pretty much in control. Um even tonight, uh, who was pitching tonight? Andrew Heaney went well. Nathan Yavaldi was outstanding last night. Uh, Andrew Heaney was in control tonight, and then Houston picked up a three-run uh eighth inning and now lead five to three. Um, in the bottom of the ninth in a game that really Houston just weren't uh, the, the batters look so far off it for Houston it's a bit of a worry uh, tomorrow they have Christian Javier pitching where Texas will go with Martin Perez minus 115 on Houston minus 105 on Texas and the total is set at nine so yeah this has been a pretty pivotal series Dylan which uh, Texas if they do lose tonight will be looking to split tomorrow so how do you see this one going? Yeah, I like the Rangers here at home to bounce back. It looks like they will lose today, but, you know, I was able to grab a minus 105. Uh, I made them a minus 115 favorite, so I I've said it a few times on the pod. Martin Perez is a guy you kind of want to back at home, not much so on the road. His hard hit rate at home has been excellent, way under that 40% mark that we look for. Rangers 5-1 and one in Perez's starts at home, and he's already faced the Astros on the road and was great. His hard hit rate in that game, only 26%. He got a lot of ground balls. He only allowed two runs. And Christian Javier, he didn't really have the best June, 5.79 ERA in the month of June, and his hard hit rate has gone up in every game. So maybe a blow-up is due. But uh, I just trust the Rangers. Like you mentioned, they were in control on uh, Saturday. They they uh, were in control for most of the game today, but blew it. But they, they've been the better team, I think. So I, I think Martina Perez and the Rangers, this is a good spot for them. So I'll take the short number with the Rangers. Yeah, it's it's funny watching sort of watching a baseball game while you're handicapping the same team. Because I watched Houston yesterday. I then watched them again today. And because they're not hitting yesterday and today in your head, you think, well, that's it, they can't hit. They're not going to hit forever. Well, obviously, it doesn't work like that. But um, Javier's had two horrors, really, and I don't think this is a good spot for him. This is not the kind of spot uh, for Javier to bounce back after those two bad starts. Martin Perez has been um, really consistent, and Texas is just hitting well. I know they weren't so, not so good tonight, but they do hit all the way down the order. Um, and I think they're just the better team. Uh, last night, the eight and nine hitters, Travis Jankowski's hitting sort of 290 something. Leo Di Tavares has bet nine every day, and I think he's ninth um, in batting average uh, in the league uh, for, for your nine spot hitter. Uh, that's ridiculous. So they do go all the way down. And I, like I say, I just think you're getting the better team. I've got no problem with Perez. So I'll take Texas uh, along with you at a price of minus 105. Um, Kaysen's noted. 
that this is a good card. If the six games you got on the board, four of them were pretty much matches mm-hmm. on the books like that Houston-Texas game. And the other two aren't really hugely egregious either. So, yeah, there's a few close games for us to call here. Uh, second up is a 2 10 Eastern first pitch between the Chicago Cubs and the Milwaukee Brewers. Left-handed pitcher is Drew Smiley for Chicago and Julio Turan goes for the Brewers. Um, no lines on this one, unfortunately. This is one of the ones that is off the board. Dylan, did you make any lines on this? No, just because I didn't really know who was going to go. I didn't see Smiley on MLB.com. Um, okay. But, yeah, sorry if you're watching live and the, the camera's moving. My dog's moving it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's not much we could do here. But I don't really know if I really want to back the Cubs right now, to be honest. You know, they've lost four of the last five games. They're struggling. They struggle in general on the road. And depending on the opening number, I, I might find myself, if I could get a plus price with the Brewers at home, Maybe I'll take the home puppy, but I, I got to see what the numbers come out at. Um, we need, uh, we need, well, I would say Trev normally throws up our, our Brewers takes in the chat, but he's not here so far tonight. Uh, Smiley is seven and five on the year, 396 ERA. You've got one good start on the 19th of June, but around that on both sides, he's been really poor. Um, he's given up multi-homers as well in a couple of those games. So you might want to look for a, a Brewers home run pro. Um, so he is better on the road, however. 274 ERA on the road. Julio Tehran eventually got the blow-up start that I've been calling. I'd called it about seven times in a row, so I had to get one right. Um, he gave up four homers against the Mets in that game last time out. But um, his home... ERA is 157. And I do trust him to go well. I think that that blow was the outlier. Uh, the Brewers are hitting 215 against left hand and pitching, which is poor. Uh, I tell you, I put a really weird thing in the standings here, Dylan. Um, the Brewers are obviously top of the division. Their expected win loss is five games under 500. However, they're not, they're, they're way above. The Chicago expected win-loss is five games over 500. It's an incredible 10-game swing that, given average look, the Cubs would be um, in front of the Brewers, but they're not that five games back. Um, however, that's just completely irrelevant. Both starting pitchers can go okay here. Uh, I like to run. Smiley's better away from home, and the Brewers aren't great against lefties. Looks like the first five under for me. Um, that would be my play. Okay, next is... I've got loads of pages over because I'm trying to keep up to date with today's scores uh, as well as tomorrow's game. 6.05 Eastern first pitches, the Cincinnati Reds at the Washington Nationals. Luke Weaver for the Reds. And it's Jake Irvin, isn't it? Not Cole Irvin. Yeah, Jake Irvin for the Washington Nationals. This is another tight one on the books. Minus 115 for Cincinnati, plus 105 for Washington and a total of 10, Dylan. Yeah, I like the over in this one. Uh, I made my line 10.7. I, I know the Reds have won Luke Weaver's last six starts, but in those six starts, the total has gone over the number in four of the six games, including four straight. So he gives up a lot of hard contact on the road. And on the other side, Jake Irvin, he's 0-3 at home. And even th- even though his, he has a hard hit rate that 
not not the highest right now, but his fly ball rate is high, which means a blow up is coming, in my opinion. So I, I don't know about being uh, on the Nationals or the Reds. I know you could get the Reds at a short price, but, you know, the Reds are swinging the bat well. The over eight and two in their last 10 games. We do have wins blowing out as well. Set it back in the side. I, I really feel confident about the over in this one. I think we see some runs here. I absolutely agree with you. Here's my bold claim for tonight's card, Dylan. Uh, one of these teams is going to win this game 13 to 10. That's what's going to happen here. I don't know which one it is. doesn't matter which one it is because we'll take the over. Um, yeah, totally agree with you on both pitches here. Cincinnati is just so much fun to watch still. Um, obviously, they had that mad game on Friday that I picked up on yesterday. They were getting battered by San Diego, got back into it um, and ended up getting battered. And then tonight, they've done a really good job. That was a, their, their first series win against the Padres since 2019 they managed to wrap up the season so yeah they keep chugging along um, in my 201 ticket uh, it's getting warmer and warmer by the day but yeah the over 10 um, was my play along with you Dylan 6-4 Eastern first pitch is the St. Louis Cardinals at the Miami Marlins Miles Michaelis for St. Louis and left-handed pitcher Braxton Garrett goes for Miami even money plus 100 on the cards and minus 120 on Miami with Garrett and a total of eight. So, Miles Michaelis, four and five on the year, 444 ERA. I've been out on Michaelis for ages, for a month or more, and absolutely correctly, I spotted the place to feed him. Um, and I was right, 607 ERA in his last five games. St. Louis have lost all five of those starts. Uh, Braxton Garrett, four and two, 353 ERA. I've been pitching really well lately. 222 in his last five. Um, his last four games, 23 and a third pitched with only three earned runs given up. Um, I just think this is a better team with a better pitcher. I mean, it, sometimes it's kind of staring you in the face. They've got a good home record, Miami, 25 and 16. He has a great stat, Dylan. Write this down. Miami versus Atlanta this year. Are one and nine uh, for the, versus the rest of MLB. They're forty-seven and twenty-eight. I mean, if you switch some of those games around, I know you can't switch some of those games around, but even give them three and six or something, um, or split the series like they've, they've one and nine against Atlanta, and then they're nineteen games above five hundred against the rest of baseball. Uh, pretty incredible. But better team, better pitcher. Miami minus twenty on the money line for me, Dill. Yeah, I agree. I love the Marlins here tomorrow at home. Uh, I agree. I got it at minus 120 as well. I made him a minus 145 favorite. I'm just like you. I'm not a fan of Miles Mikolas. He's on my fade list. Uh, the Cardinals, they've lost five straight of his starts. His hard hit rate has gone up in each of those starts. And I've liked what I've seen from Garrett recently. You know, his ground ball rate is extremely high, which you love to see. And he hasn't allowed more than one run in four straight games. So, I agree. I think this is a good spot for Garrett at home. Cardinals can sh continue to struggle on the road. You mentioned it. Marlins 25 and 16 at home this season. So not going to overthink this one. I'm on the same side as you. Give me the Marlins. Yeah, seemed like a pretty straightforward pick. Um, Underdog Fantasy are here with Best Ball Mania 4. Uh, giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em um, is a great way uh, to get down on your favourite MLB and NFL season player props. Loads of ways to win on Underdog. Underdog is available in loads of states too. Head to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. 
That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. We will go next to a 7.05 Eastern first pitch between the Baltimore Orioles and the New York Yankees. Tyler Wells for Baltimore and Domingo Haman for New York. This is another tight one on the books. Minus 115 on the O's. Minus 105 on the Yanks. Total of eight and a half. Pretty important series, this one as well, uh, Dylan. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I couldn't back a side, but I'm going to go back to an under here. Give me the under eight and a half in the Yankee game. I made my total 7.9. Orioles kind of struggling right now. You know, they're not scoring a bunch of runs. They've lost four in a row. They did win today, but, you know, they only scored two runs and they got the win late. So bats usually at sleep. And usually I like to fade the pitcher who just had a no-hitter or a perfect game. But this could be a good spot for him. You know, like I said, Oro's just struggling to swing the bat. I think he could limit them. And on the other side, I'm a big fan of Tyler Wells. I think his K-prop is a play depending on the opening number. He's versed the Yankees twice this season. He had six and eight strikeouts in the two times he's faced them. So I think both pitchers are going to be on their game tomorrow. I just think we see a lower scoring game. So should be a close one. I don't think teams are going to try to make a mistake. So I'm going to go under eight and a half in this one. Um, I am actually going to take the fade of a man. I know you said you you, you were drawn to it, uh, but then but then avoided it. Um, yeah, he was rubbish before that perfect game, um, and I don't see why there's any evidence he's going to be able to be able to back that up. Particularly, um, Tyler Wells is very very consistent. He's given up two earned runs in five consecutive starts, and if the pen can hold it together, which Baltimore's generally do. I think that's probably enough. Um, this lineup is, you see, they, they, they have slowed down a bit over the weekend, um, but they're, they're not going to stop grinding. They're, they've got a lot of fun players. They've got a lot of quality all the way through that lineup. And if they can score four or five runs tomorrow, which they're more than capable of, I think that's going to be enough. I love Baltimore in this spot. Uh, minus 115 was one of my favourite players on the card. 7-10 Eastern first pitches, the Atlanta Braves and the Cleveland Guardians. We have Bryce Elder going for Atlanta and rookie Gavin Williams draws the start for Cleveland. Minus 145 for the Braves, plus 125 on Cleveland. Total is set at nine. Uh, Bryce Elder, six and one on the year with a 244 ERA. Um, Yeah, I've kind of had to give up trying to feed Bryce Elder. I kept talking about the underlying metrics. All the fantasy people were telling us that Bryce Elder was about to regress and he just hasn't. Um, he's in control is what's going on. His last three games he's pitched 19 innings, only given up three earned runs. Atlanta have won all of those three by four or more runs as well, which tells you a lot about the Braves. Um, the Braves keep doing this mad first inning thing. Um, they've scored five or more runs in the first inning seven times now this season. Uh, including three times in the last eight days, um, which is nuts. The nearest team, uh, the Diamondbacks, have scored uh, twice. They've done it. They've scored five or more in the first inning, and Atlanta was sitting there on seven, uh, which is just an absolutely really weird anomalous in, uh, thing that's gone on. Gavin Williams, two starts. Gavin was uh, the player that Noah turned me onto. We picked him up in our TGFBI team. Because uh, Noah, who knows his uh, rookie pitches inside out, was really high on Gavin Williams. First start against Oakland. They won the game, but he gave up four and runs against Oakland. It was okay. 
And then it went to KC last time and threw seven scoreless, uh, one hit and one walk in that time. Now, it's Auckland and KC. It's the two worst teams in baseball. And then you jump to the best. Um, however, I've got to trust him. I think um, the, that number of nine is high for two reasons. A, I think Williams can go okay. B, Cleveland don't ever score any runs. So even if Williams gets hit a little bit, Atlanta might have to score the majority of themselves. I can see this going under because I think Cleveland could go quite well. If Williams is okay, the Cleveland pen's not too bad. They can hold it together. So I'll take the under nine, Dylan. Yeah, I agree. I was able to get the nine and a half when it popped up. Ooh, nice. uh, still, still like the under nine. I made my total 8.2. I also lean Braves. I, I saw a minus 135. I made him a minus 150 favorite. I was just like you. I really didn't see it in Bryce Elder for the first couple starts. And I, I continued to fade him, but he kept he kept proving me wrong, proving me wrong. And at this point, I feel like I don't think the regression is coming at this point. So they were getting a very short number with a much better team. You know, Braves continue to roll. They won 10 in a row. They won again today. They covered the run line. They're, they're just printing money for people right now. And Bryce Elder's been awesome on the road this season. I, another one where I just feel like we can't overthink this one. Braves should win this one easily. But you're right. Gavin Williams has been serviceable. But... It has been against the two worst teams. This is the best uh, lineup he's going to face. So I don't think he'll be as good as he was in his last start against the Royals. Seven shutout innings only gave up one hit. But I do think he'll be able to limit the bats just a little. But I think we get under there. Maybe like a 7-1, type game. That is um, a ridiculous line on the Braves. If you were, if you were right. a bit of a, a heavier better, if you could find a minus 130-something, just... They're just so good and they just keep continually battering teams. And Cleveland to just bang average. You, it doesn't really matter what pitches you want to put on the mound in this one. Um, yeah. You take Atlanta just about every every day of the week on that. Um, I was so sad yesterday, Dylan, that it was one week ago that I was sitting in the London Stadium watching live MLB. And like, I was, I had a, um, I, I had a beer out of my beer back last night just for like emotional sake. It was like a, a, a sad montage out of a movie. Uh, I was sort of sitting, looking out of a rainy window, drinking out my beer bat, uh, just <laughs> running through what had happened seven days ago. It's uh, yeah, good to uh, point at things and tell your children to go get it. Oh, mate, honestly, for the pointing, this has revolutionised my life. I was like, go and pick <laughs> that up. What, that over there? Point, pointed shit. Uh, uh, but yeah, Betty found it hugely amusing that I was drinking out my beer bat last night. She was like, you're such a child. I'm like, what do you mean? This cost me 15 quid and I need to get my 15 quid out of it. So yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I did leave a can, a couple of cans of beer in the freezer. Have you ever done that? That's a bad idea because they exploded all over the fish fingers. Uh, that put me in the bad books. 8-10 Eastern first pitch is the Kansas City Royals at the Minnesota Twins. Left-handed pitcher Austin Cox goes for Kansas City and we have Joe Ryan going for Minnesota. Plus 150 for the Royals, minus 175 on Minnesota. And a total of seven and a half, Dylan. Yeah, I really don't want to lay the big number with the Twins here. They burned me today. And even if it is against the Royals, I, I kind of like the over, though. Seven and a half. I made my total 8.2. Austin Cox, he's a relief pitcher, but he has been going a little longer than usual. Uh, but he's not someone I really want to back, even if it is for three, four innings, however long he does end up going. His hard hit rate has gone through the roof. Even the Twins, who aren't 
who aren't the scariest with the bats, I feel like they could score a few runs off of him. And I love backing Joe Ryan at home. Batter's only hitting 184 off of him. And, you know, I just can't get that last start at home out of my head against the Red Sox. He was fantastic. He went all nine innings. He only gave up uh, his hard hit rate was only 23%. So I think both pitchers uh, are good to give up a few runs here, mostly on the Royal side. So going to take the over. If you want to take the Twins team total over, I like that as well. But Twins should win this game. I hadn't seen the lines uh, when I handicapped this. I've, what I've got written down next to it is it that it's a total mismatch. I thought that this would be one of those minus two twenty five, minus two fifty picks on Minnesota, and that line at minus one seventy five, like you just said about Atlanta, uh, it's not a working man's price, but shit, it's a great price, and it could be. I mean, we don't often do well. We never give out parlays, but it's a parlay piece, uh, something like Minnesota and Atlanta. Uh, absolutely would appeal because I think they're both excellent prices. Like um, I've took Minnesota on the money line. I think Minnesota have been going quite well lately. Um, Kansas City got a win today and scored nine runs, so that's them done for another week or so. They'll clock off for the week, uh, have a little bit of a rest, and then they'll pop up next Friday and win a game or something like that. Uh, but until then, uh, Minnesota will put them to the sword tomorrow and it should be pretty straightforward. 9.40 Eastern first pitch. This game is off the board. We have... Uh, the LA Angels going against the San Diego Padres. It's Jaime Berea for the Angels. And I've got Blake Snell going. Dylan, do you have anything on this picture? Uh, no, I didn't see a picture, but, um, you know, the Padres are kind of like the Mets on the West Coast, you know. Yep. All this money invested, and they, they literally just invent ways to lose the game. It It's crazy. Some games they hit, they don't pitch. When they pitch, they don't hit. So very hard team to kind of gauge or get a real grip of. But, uh, yeah, to be honest, I don't really have anything for them. Uh, hopefully the Angels open up a nice big underdog. I'd probably take the Angels here. The Padres, just that fundamentals as well. It'll be like the Blue Jays for me. I just really struggle to trust them. The back end of that Cincinnati game tonight, uh, Manny Machado was, they were bottom of the ninth, they were two behind. And he rolls one out to the shortstop, but he just dogged it down the line. The shortstop fumbled it. Matt McLean fumbled it. He always does because, it. Always. Yeah, because Machado was running like slowly. Uh, McLean then had to compose himself and throw over and all of a sudden that's you've got a runner on bottom of the ninth like it's game on and it's just shit like that that's so infuriating like I know Mo- I saw Moonaf the other day tweeting about Fernando Tatis um, and how frustrated he was I don't know if Moonaf was talking through his pocket um, and he uh, Tatis had cost him something but um, he wasn't happy with how uh, Tatis looked as well but and it's just a yeah, very similar feeling you get uh, to watching the Blue Jays but I generally like Berea but he has been wobbling a little bit lately. Three or four in his pitch is all you get out of him. He has been better on the road. So maybe you can hold it together tomorrow. He's given up multi-homers in two of his last three as well. If it is Blake Snell, um, I mean, his last five start. This is it. How, how is this possible? Um, his last five starts, he's given up a 0.87 ERA. Um, but the parties have still lost two of them. So he's given up less than a run. The Padres have still managed to lose two of those games. Um, they've just come off the, this wild series against Cincinnati and just incredibly hard to trust. Uh, the Angels have lost four in a row. The Padres have lost, well, three and seven um, of the last 10. That's now, you can add another one to that. That's two and eight of the last 10. Um, so, yeah, I've got no lines here. I've put the over 
down here, just because I think the Padres can hit Berea and the Angels, um, as much as Snell um, has been going okay, um, I think he's due to give up a couple of runs. But yeah, this was a bit of an ugly one to handicap all round, unfortunately. Real quick Real yes, quick, uh, before we go on, um, yeah, I went to school down in Baltimore, and they hated Manny Machado doing that because he would he would hit a play a ground ball, or even if it's a pop up, he would dog it down the line every play. And you know, the fans don't like to see that. At least show some effort. I know you're making all this money, and you don't want to run it out, but like if a guy bobbles the ball, you have a chance to dig it out and get on base, but. Yeah, that, that that's a that's an issue. But yeah, Blake Snell's looked like a Cy Young this past month, man. I, he's really turned it around. But it's unfortunate because, like I said, when he pitches good, they don't hit for him. Should all be more like Brandon Nimmo, Dylan, and just hustle everything right? out, right? Walks and everything. Brandon Nimmo has been on an absolute tear lately. Every time I wake up, he's hit another home run. Not not Jeff McKee. Yeah, he's in great form. Um, yeah, there's a big article on. MLB.com today, Dylan. That's are you there? Dylan's back. Yeah, yeah. There's an article on MLB.com today that's explaining why the Mets are going to have a really hot July. Are you uh, are you feeling that? Listen, uh, I the Mets are going <laughs> to met. Uh, let's be honest. Uh, Thirteen blown leads in the in the month of June. Wow. Six and nineteen. It, we were three games out of first place entering June leaving June, we're 18 games out of first place. It's literally the worst month of June. But like I said, we got to string wins together. It doesn't matter. We won one game. If we go and lose tonight, it's meaningless. True story, Dylan. Uh, the penultimate game on the show tonight is the 9.45 Eastern first pitch between the Seattle Mariners and the San Francisco Giants. It's another one that's off the board, unfortunately. The last two games are both off the board with TVD pitches. For Seattle, we have confirmed it's Brian Wu or San Francisco. Um, my guess is Logan Webb. Um, no lines, no totals. I don't know if there's any Rockford lines on this, Dylan. Yeah, no, I didn't see a picture. I didn't even see Logan Webb for uh, the Giants, but... Regardless, I feel like I'd probably be fading the Giants in this spot. You know, they are playing tonight, uh, Sunday night baseball in New York. They won't get back to San Francisco until probably the middle of the night. So we we usually like to fade teams traveling after playing Sunday night baseball. But, you know, they'll probably end up being the favorite, especially at home. Mariners is not the best team on the road, but maybe we'll get a good number. But I, I got to see what the Giants, who the Giants are throwing and what they open up as. But if I could get a plus... 140 plus 150, I think it's a good price for the Mariners. Cason's uh, um, backing up the web scenario as well. If it is web, I had the under down on here. Obviously, I haven't seen a line, but I'm guessing it would be eight, eight and a half, something like that. Brian who has been really, really good lately. He's seen him picked up in a lot of fantasy leagues. Uh, he's had four good starts. Seattle, a virgin on that Padres, Blue Jays thing we were just talking about. I watched a lot of them this weekend as well. So inconsistent. Um, Webb is in a bit of a bad run. Uh, you still get good length out of him. He's kind of reliable in that respect. Um, I see a bad run. It's kind of seven innings, three earned runs, seven innings, four earned runs. It's not horrible. He keeps you in the game. Um, but the four of those last five starts have been on the road, and he's a much better pitcher at home. He's much happier um, in San Francisco. Uh, so with Brian Rue going well and Webb back at home, um, I would lean towards the under if that line was round about 8.5. Okay, the final game we have here. Is a 10 10 Eastern first pitch between the Pittsburgh Pirates and the LA Dodgers. Mitch Keller 
goes for Pittsburgh. Dodgers is TBD, but I'm seeing Clayton Kershaw. Dylan, correct me uh, uh, if I'm wrong. Um, I saw Kershaw in the morning. Now I'm seeing Grove. Uh, I don't ugh, know. My goodness. Um, yeah, no lines on this. Keller, um, I still don't know why he's won nine games. Nine and three, 3.34 ERA. Generally fine. Um, every two out of uh, two out of every three are okay. He's much worse on the road, however. Um, if it is Kershaw, he's been lights out, hasn't he? Four and all. Um, with a 109 ERA in his last five. The Dodgers have won all four of them by two or more. Um, Pittsburgh are much more reliable at home. You can back them at home. Don't really fancy them on the road here. I've got a Dodgers run line. It's a bit of a boring pick. That was with Kershaw, so we'll have to see. Although now um, Kershaw's shouting up that it might be Grove. So um, Grove, we've kind of faded permanently for the last month or so. Uh, Dylan, do you have much on this one? Yeah, not much. I don't really know who they're going to throw. I agree. I think if they do throw Kershaw, I mean, it's we're not going to win any prizes here, but Dodgers run line, he's just been that good for the Dodgers this season. But uh, regardless, you know, they actually got blown out today by the Royals and they had to use a lot of their bullpen. So tomorrow, whoever does end up going, they're probably going to ask a lot, uh, a lot of innings from him. So bullpen's going to be thin tomorrow. Maybe Mitch Keller, he, he's been decent, you know, nine and three in, in the year. Maybe if we could get a plus 200, plus 210, maybe it'd be worth throwing a flyer on the Pirates. I mean, Grove, if it is Grove, um, you're going to get maximum five innings out of him. Uh, he's got one, two innings start where he got pulled. The others, have, he's given up four earned runs exactly um, in all four of those starts, which have gone five, 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 and four innings. Pretty, they're, they're pretty consistent lines. And even the, the the scores are finished against the Yankees. It finished nine total of nine against the Phillies. Finished with a total of nine against the White Sox. Finished with a total of nine, and then there was a mad one in Colorado, which finished on seventeen. Um, so yeah, Pittsburgh can join in and, and send that one over if you can get it eight and a half. But other than that, um, yeah, it's, it's hard really to to give much out. So yeah, a bit of a funny Sunday night card here, where six games. We've been able to give picks four and four that we haven't. Uh, but Dylan, it's still possible to pick a lock and a dog. So what have you got? Yeah, so we'll start with my lock. I think it was one of the games we were lockstep on, no pun intended. But I'm going to take the fish here at home against the Cardinals, minus 120 with Garrett on the mound. Like we said, just Miles Miklas is just not a guy you really want to back right now. He's on my fade list. So I'm going to back the uh, fish at home. And for my dog, uh, I didn't really give plus money out, but uh, I was going to take the small dog maybe in the Orioles, but I'm going to take the Braves on the run line. They're just a wagon right now. Uh, you could get plus 115 on the road against the Guardians. Bryce Elder, you and me both, we've been waiting for this man to, to regress, and he just hasn't. He keeps proving us wrong. And the bats, even when they answered today, when they were down to nothing, they came back and answered. Even when it was they were only up one, they, they got a little insurance in the eighth inning today. Those bats are always going. Michael Harris, Acuna, Matt Olson just continues to hit home runs. At what point do people just not throw him strikes? <laughs> like Matt Olson yeah. has just been that good. So uh, I got to keep rolling with them. They're a wagon right now. Give me the Braves on the run line. Okay. Um, because we're showing of alternatives, I was going to give out Miami as mine, but I'll, 
I'm, I'm not going to veer away from that. So I'll, we'll go with a double look on Miami for the reasons you gave. But I'm going to throw Baltimore there as well. Um, I just think this is a bad spot for Hermana. That I don't trust. It sounds a bit silly to say. I don't trust that perfect game. He was rubbish before that. Take that. You're taking Baltimore every day. Um, and the way the Yankees are hitting as well. Uh, so I'll give Baltimore out. And for my dog, not much in the way of dogs. We didn't have many money line picks to give out, unfortunately. So without giving out a run line, I will hark back to that little two-team parley uh, that we gave out earlier on. Which, uh, so Atlanta at minus 145. And I'll add to that uh, Minnesota with Joe Ryan uh, at minus 175. So we get some decent plus money by putting just, I mean, better plus team. 156. Better, there you go, plus 156. Better team, better pitcher in both situations. And uh, the Minnesota ones are in particularly close. So, yeah, um, that, that'll be my play. There's a little, little bit of something different uh, for my dog. We'll take a two-teamer. Uh, Dylan, we did. We knew this would be quick. There's only 10 games, and me and you are the speediest two on the roster. Um, what's happening the rest of Sunday for you? Um, trying to get my blood pressure down watching the game tonight. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully uh, they win. But, uh, you know, 4th of July weekend, got uh, next two days off from work. Uh, oh, so, shit. Yeah, probably going to watch uh, some fireworks that are going on in town. You know, maybe go for a nice long walk. Uh, do you guys uh, have fireworks by you? I know you guys obviously don't celebrate 4th of July, but uh, your Independence Day, I guess. Yeah, we have none of that rubbish. Uh, we wow. just have, like, it's always, it's the king and the queen's birthday. Well, not the queen anymore. She's a bit dead for that. But um, the uh, the king's birthday and all that sort of shit, we have we get four days off, but nothing fun. We're not, we don't do anything fun. Um, do you get two, does everyone get two days off then? Do you get tomorrow and Tuesday off everybody? So I know most people have Tuesday, which is the fourth, but I know a lot of people that have work tomorrow and have just Tuesday off. But thankfully, my job is just, hey, Monday and Tuesday. How, how you doing? Just enjoy. And that's independent. No, hang on. What is it? July the 4th. Is that Independence yeah. Day? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I understand now. I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's all right, Mal. You know, the funny thing is, most countries, Dylan, have an independence day, and most countries are celebrating their independence from us. That's what makes me laugh the whole thing. It's always someone, it's like someone in the Caribbean or Pakistan or India, they're always having their independence day, and the kids will say, well, what are they celebrating? And it's always getting away from us. Like, there's about 150 countries in the world. We'll all have a couple of days off to celebrate getting away from us. Dryden uh, said so he yes. has to work. Hopefully he gets time and a half. Well, he's a, he's a lawman now, isn't he? The law, yeah. there's no rest for the law. Crime doesn't have the 4th of July off, does it? Dryden, you keep everybody safe. If I ever need you, um, you better come over in your helicopter and get the bad guys. <laughs> um, it was lovely having Dryden back. That really has made my night. Uh, I'm really pleased to hear from him and the rest of the gang in the chat as well. Casey and Mark. Um, can we and just Steven. host the next Fourth uh, of July party at your castle? Because you have a big house. They'll bring everyone over. Yeah. Well, oh. Dryden can bring everyone over in his police helicopter. We'll bring the whole crew over. Captain Sano and everybody, Serial, Moonaf, Scott, everybody across. You can all have a wing each. <laughs> That's good. A wing of the uh, castle each, no problem. Okay. Um, well, enjoy the rest of your Sunday, whatever you're doing, everybody. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. I'll be here with. 
possibly Scott and Moonaf, I think it is. Bit of an OG special. Uh, thank you very much, Dylan. Appreciate it. Good luck with all your bets tonight. I hope the bets win. Uh, until tomorrow, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.